Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Emily Smith of Guide to Wholeness, and I am so excited to share this episode with you. In this episode, I interview Halai Farouk, and she is a feminine spirituality coach and currently works with female entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, and women who are ready to fully claim their authentic power. She is trained in feminine embodiment, neuro-linguistic programming, authentic relating and circling, and behavioral psychology. And I love the topic of feminine spirituality, feminine leadership, and that's what we dive into today. And you can find Halai on Instagram at halai.co and her website as well of the same name. So I'm excited for you to learn how to tap into your feminine energy, what is blocking you from accessing that, and seeing how you can shift into your full power as a woman with Halai. So Halai was so generous and offered a free mini feminine magnetism course called Align that you can sign up for with the link in the show notes. Enjoy. So welcome to the podcast, Talai. I am so excited to have you here and would love to hear from you to set the stage and really connect you to my listener on uh, your journey of becoming a feminine spirituality coach. Like how did that all start for you? Um, I always like wonder where, where did it really begin? (laughs) But I started out in the corporate world. So I would say that, you know, I always say coaching happens from your evolution of the very thing that you needed most support with to learning how to master that skill in your own way. And so I, I had really mastered masculinity in some ways, like learning how to make that my primary focus on productivity to help me reach success. Um, And I just reached a sense of burnout. I I actually had multiple cycles of burnout where I was just dissociated from my body, anxious, numb, didn't really feel too happy or or too sad, just pretty disconnected overall. And so there were a lot of little moments that began from quitting my job to travel and, and really experiencing what life felt like to be alive, um, to having an uh, awakening at an ecstatic dance in a music festival that I went to, um, to living in Costa Rica off of nothing but whatever earnings I had that day. Um, So there was a lot of little moments that helped me slowly break down this masculine uh, operating system that I trusted so deeply to ultimately finding trust in my feminine, learning how to show up in a way that felt authentic for me. And then trusting that the, the energetics of the feminine actually is productive, actually is putting you in alignment with your purpose and allowing you to be of service, um, which is something that took a while for me to break down and have trust with. Uh, so that, that's a little bit of, of where I kind of the involvement of my process, but I started out coaching after uh, joining the network marketing business thinking like, okay, this will be a little bit of a way to explore online marketing and online business. But I really love the personal connection, understanding 
how attraction was playing a bigger part in business success rather than just probability and strategy. And, and through that, I found myself leaving the network marketing business and just doing coaching. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. Very cool. Very cool. And I mean, I relate so much to your journey and I know a lot of other women do as well of operating in um, a masculine way to get by in corporate and ending up burning out. Um, and I also started my business with a network marketing business first because of that same reason of loving that connection with people. Um, and I read from your bio that you have training in neurolinguistic programming, feminine embodiment, and authentic relating and circling, which I've never heard about the last two. Can you share a bit more about what authentic relating and circling is? Yeah, I love sharing about that because I'm so passionate about that word. Um, it's essentially learning how to have deeper, vulnerable connections with people. So you're not just operating off of this small talk realm where, you know, how are you? I'm fine. Just kind of skirting around that zone. Um, the work that I do with an authentic relating and circling is, is creating space, a safe container where you can open up about what's alive for you, learning how to name the experience in your body, the emotions that are coming through, um, and be able to just connect with people in, in those ways through true depth of, of the present moment, rather than needing to have a lot in common or needing to share a story. Um, I think that's a lot of our bonding these days is that we either complain about the same things or we have shared trauma um, or just like shared life experience, but to find connection in just the present, whatever is alive for you in that moment and being able to be uh, in sync with people, knowing that we're both just here for the purpose of connection is such a beautiful practice. So I lead women's circles virtually sometimes um, as for my clients and uh, online programs. And then occasionally I'll do authentic relating uh, workshops in person, a um, little bit online, but that is just a good space to play around with as possible. It's such a, I, I feel like I can't even say the details of what that looks like because it's so cool just to show up to that space ready to receive whatever you're meant for. Yeah, that sounds really cool. And so healing. Um, exactly what you were saying that so many people relate in our society by telling this like stories and complaining about the weather. And it's like, how do you actually connect um, deeper? So I love that that's part of your work. And let's dive into feminine spirituality. So can you talk a little bit about what is feminine spirituality and how can you apply it to your own life? Feminine spirituality essentially is finding a way to make spirituality just a part of your essence. So it's how you exist in your world um, rather than implementing it into your world. Um, learning how to find pleasure, connection, um, just a overall beingness in your day-to-day -day existence. Um, and I think with a thing with masculine spirituality, it's a lot of times like a, a, an extra practice. Um, you add in a meditation or you try to um, 
you know, set aside time for journaling or really challenge yourself to do more, to be more present, to stretch the boundaries for what's possible within this personal development space. But within feminine spirituality, you find like a rhythm and you learn how to weave in spirituality into the life you're already living so that it's not this added homework that you're doing. Um, so, so it's very unique to each person. Learning what that thread of uh, spiritual essence is in your daily life is what I help clients find. Um, and ultimately from there, you can use that compound, the effect of bringing spirituality into your beingness so that you are a natural magnet for more of the, what you desire. I love that so much. Yeah. How you're saying that it's unique to every person. Um, I think a lot of um, personal development work has looked like it's only one way, like it's only journaling or it's only dancing or moon circles, things like that. Uh, but I love that you share that you are really helping people find what is spirituality to them and how that shows up. Um, and do you have any tools that you recommend to um, get in touch with that connection um, in one's life? Um, what I would suggest for anybody who's just exploring this, um, this is something I, I suggest to a lot of clients when we first start out is take a day to just play hooky. Um, so on like a random Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, interrupt your regular program um, and cancel everything. Say no to everything. Cut off yourself from any obligations that's not in your highest desire, like true pleasurable desire and have the freedom to explore whatever it is that you want to do. You want to go somewhere. If you want to take a hike, maybe get a massage or um, link up with an old friend or just, you know, make a tie dye shirt, whatever inspires you that day could be from your inner child. Um, and let yourself have the freedom to, to play with that. What's interesting about this space is that you might find that morning, if you wake up and you know you cancel everything, there might be guilt, there might be shame, there could be some kind of resistance that shows up in that moment um, and learning to process those feelings. So if you have actually trouble deciding what that day would even look like if you were to have a totally spontaneous sporadic day, um, there is resistance to your own feminine intuitive connection to desire. And this is a huge part of relating to the feminine is learning what your yes is, finding what your pull is, um, seeing where the intuitive path is guiding you. But you have to have that communication with the body and with your uh, inner guidance system. So that's a really good way just to kind of begin and, and get a good gauge on where you're at. If you do have resistance to just following your pleasure, if you can't think of anything to do, um, if you feel bad um, that maybe you don't deserve or, or don't have the permission to take that day. These are all uh, built up shadow parts of ourselves that we can work through so that we can get to that deeper part of our feminine pleasure. I love that. Yeah, that's a great pattern interrupting way of um, stepping out of what we view as obligations and, and working through those feelings, like you're saying, I think guilt would really come up and shame. And I view the feminine energy and spirituality as 
working with our emotions. And do you have any um, ways that you like to be with your emotions or when this is up for you? Because I think, you know, going back to what you shared about work, 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 burnout, it's hard to stop and feel our feelings. Um, so what do you suggest is like a way to process your emotions in a healthy way, like when that guilt does come up? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind and what I always recommend is just to let that be there. So there, even if there is guilt, um, the shame on top of the guilt, the making it wrong actually just perpetuates the guilt. And now you've strengthened the guilt because you're telling yourself that it shouldn't be there or that you should be more evolved or you're behind on your journey. But if we can say, okay, I feel guilty and allow yourself to feel guilty, let the guilty feeling be in your body, um, create space for it. It's almost like your inner child feels guilty to take space for itself. If you were to speak to your five-year-old self and for having guilt, would you be mad? Would you be angry or, or condemning and trying to say you're not allowed to feel guilty? You wouldn't. Um, so if you can at least invite the guilt, love the guilt, it will more naturally dissolve um, and it'll transcend into the next emotion. So maybe after the guilt comes sadness mm -hmm. um, and then with the sadness comes a release. So let, letting that process of emotions unfold by just letting whatever comes be there. So I want to interrupt our episode to share a excerpt from my book, Wholeness Within, which I spent the summer recording the audio version of. And right now it is with Audible going through all the checks, um, which I think will take up to 30 days. So in the meantime, I am going to share a snippet so you can get a sneak peek as to what it's like. And it was definitely an emotional healing journey to read my book out loud and share the lessons and my experiences this way. So hope you enjoy this snippet from the introduction um, that gives you insight into where the book starts. So the book is available where you buy books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And I hope you enjoy. I was living my so-called dream life in the city, sharing in an ornate, modern, midtown apartment with friendly roommates and working in a prestigious job in Manhattan. These things were supposed to make me happy and powerful, but they didn't. In fact, I felt just the opposite. I hadn't looked deep enough within myself when I made my decision to move to New York, two years after graduating university. I knew it would look good on my resume and that it was a stimulating place where people who made it went. I used my social life as a distraction from my unhappiness. Alcohol was the numbing agent, the glue that brought people together who normally wouldn't commune. With plenty of office social events, there were myriad opportunities to distract myself in the buzz of social connection. But after less than two years as an account executive, the work no longer felt meaningful. I began to just go through the motions of a role because I thought that was the only path laid out for me. I clung to my job and lifestyle for safety, afraid of the unknown where I would have to carve my own path and support myself financially in a new career. Plus, I had student loans I couldn't default on 
believing that I would be sent to jail if I did so. At least that was what my mom had told me. And I felt that fear on a visceral level. Yeah. Yeah. That's so helpful. Just like, like you were saying, there's different levels. So you have to open up to that initial emotion and like, see what's under there. Um, and like find what the root causes and so much of it. Yeah. It can be our inner child. Um, and I think that this is one that I like have to work through a lot too, is like not working and then just feeling like, oh, I should be doing something. So it's really helpful to have that reframe. Um, and the permission that you gave to like, take a break. And you were saying in the beginning that feminine energy is really productive. Can you share a bit more of like, how does productivity look from the feminine side? Cause I think in the spiritual space and personal development, it's like, oh, the feminine is about stillness and like surrender. Um, but you're saying it's productive. So how does that show up? So I think we have a very, um, skewed version of productivity that productivity is doing uh, but productivity could be the ease of attraction and receiving and mm. being in this flow where and I don't mean flow in the sense that you're just hanging out and letting things just uh, happen life is just happening in front of you but your your action and the movement that you're taking is coming from this authentic like compulsion so it's not like oh, I have to get this done and this is the part of you know the work that I don't like doing but I'm, I'm gonna do it but it's this I have to do it like it's my my purpose my um this like need in this lifetime for your soul to fulfill these duties and that, that could be feminine in productivity you could be in this flow state where the work and the movement that you're taking doesn't feel like work um, because right now, you know, a lot of times, and I know even myself, I find that there can be this like gratification at the end of a really long day. And, or maybe you, you come home from work and you have yourself a glass of wine and you're thinking like, Oh, I deserve this. Like what a tough day it's been. Uh, we, we seek that sensation, the sensation of being exhausted to that near breaking point or to feeling like we deserve to have the, the rest and digest period. So if we associate productivity with that, then it's always going to be in the, the doing. But productivity could also be in this flow state where you don't actually feel like you're doing anything that is uncomfortable or uh, like exerting energy. You're actually fueling yourself with energy through the movement. Um, and, and that's the feminine, essentially. The feminine is not stillness. That's more of a masculine embodiment mm -hmm. to be in stillness to be in nothingness and that feminine is to be filled like filled with life to be in movement to be in dance like that is the way that she exists and, and can create in this life yeah yeah that is so helpful to have that understanding of like how we relate to productivity and view it and have a different relationship with it um and that way we can be more accepting and value the role that the feminine plays and how do you um, find that healing our feminine energy and really embodying it how does that ultimately heal us like how does that apply to business and work since i know you help entrepreneurs 
The way, the way that it applies to business uh, for me is that you don't need to obsess over strategy and marketing tactics and uh, the how of business. I know there's so much out there and different strategies that you know will lead to your first five, six figure months and such. But the way that I see it, if you're not connected to the work that you're doing, None of that matters. Um, I've seen that for myself where there have been seasons where I've literally done nothing to actually grow my business. And I will have an influx of clients because I'm so deeply in alignment with with how I'm meant to serve. Mm -hmm. And then there's other seasons where I've actually felt quite disconnected in in a rebranding period. But I have my assistant come up with all these strategies and we implement these new systems and it just doesn't work. It doesn't lead to anything because I am not in alignment with my truest purpose. And that could be a belief system that I have, but I'm perfectly okay with that uh, because it's challenged me to consistently be expanding. And I do think that to some degree you can, you know, fake it. You can fake it till you make it a little bit where you just do all the right things to grow to a certain point. But even that will implode because it is our soul's like this need, this urge that we have to be in our highest potential, to be consistently expanding. And if we're not doing that, um, either you'll be re- redirected with your intuition or, or things will shift so that you can step into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really helpful. And I'm a huge believer that, yeah, if you're not in alignment with your work and um, how you do it, why you do it, then yeah, things just don't line up no matter how much you throw um, effort and strategy at it. And I think that's a huge piece of like the magnetism and like feminine energy is like when you are expressed and when you are really feeling passionate and connected to what you do. Um, And so with your work with clients, what do you see are some blocks to this connection with feminine um, energy and spirituality? Um, Within business or just this common themes that I've been seeing? Oh yeah. Just in common themes. Yeah. I think some of the the biggest blocks or repeating patterns that show up is that even when we're trying to get into this feminine energy space, there's still a doing, like I'm going to do femininity, I'm going to do spirituality. Um, And the way that we relate to this work has so much more to do with the, the effects than what you're actually doing if that makes sense. So your relationship to what you're doing is more important than what you're doing. And so if you have a, like a beingness, um, a connection to the self, a fullness, and just this connectedness to everything, uh, rather than kind of shoving in femininity or these practices or trying to be good at it. That's another big thing that comes up quite often is that, um, we get a challenge and, and we want to be really good. How can I be the best at feminine energy? Um, there is no linear, uh, measurable uh, way to, to value this. It really has, come, has to come down to you. And 
your inner world. So that would be a big thing is that we compare ourselves to other people of how it should look or what's the best way to optimize this energy. And again, that goes back to the masculine. It's learning how to be high performing rather than being. Yeah. Yeah. That is super helpful to understand um, what gets in the way of that. And again, it's like still approaching it in this skewed way of like, how can I accomplish getting into this energy or what can I do? Um, when really what you're saying is you can just drop in and be in that space right now in the present, um, and just allow yourself to connect that way. Um, I think that's really helpful for people to understand. Absolutely. Yeah. And just knowing that everybody is, uh, going through the same hurdle when they're trying to move into this energetic space, uh, just because it's such a huge shift from the way that our entire planet is running. So it is a huge paradigm shift and it's okay that we have some adjustments to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's an exciting time. I would say that there is an opportunity to shift in this way. And we do play a role like on an individual level to heal in this way. Um, and I'd love to hear more about like, how are you helping clients? I know you have a few different ways that you support women. I right now I'm just doing one-on-one coaching, but I have had, um, virtual courses and women's circles that I offer. But at the moment, um, I just work with people one-on-one as I'm unfolding and entering into like a new chapter of, of my coaching. Very exciting. Very exciting. And yeah, my next question would be, what's next for you? And what do you see as um, what's like your biggest why for what you do? I honestly, like when I want to say, I want to have a reason for this why, (laughs) but I I feel like it's just, I have to, I I just, Mm. I can't not do it. It is essentially the answer that comes through for me. I I feel compelled, like this is what I'm supposed to do. And there have been moments in my coaching career where I want to explore other avenues and different realms within mental health and different types of clients um, or or different types of work that's maybe not directly towards coaching. And even as I veer away, I still feel like, nope, I want to, I love what I do. I love being drawn back to this. I love that my whole life is an experiment of this work and everything that I have worked with clients on, I've tested out of myself. And that just makes it so much fun. Like that I get to be my own best testimonial. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you have been through the same pitfalls as other women and you know exactly how to help them through those moments. Um, I think that's like the best way that you can show up as a coach is like having gone through it yourself you can then hold the space for others to do the same I think that's so beautiful and where can my listener uh, find you online Uh, my Instagram and my website are the same it's both halai.co so that's the easiest way to just connect with me and get a feel for what direction I'm going in because it's always (laughs) changing as new ideas unfold within me Beautiful. It's very fluid and flowing and the feminine energy. 
Um, truly embodying that, Halai, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I love this topic and I love learning more about you and what you do in this work. So thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you so much for having me on.